What's up, Buttercups? It is Nate with another episode of Taco Court Fantasy Football League podcast. In this episode, I sat down with Matt Graham, good friend of mine that I've met through Tony Coast, Tony Patriot, the host of 58 West King podcast. And this is his co-host in Matt Graham and his co-commissioner of that football league. You can check out their podcast. It is linked in the show notes of this episode. Don't even have to type it in. Just go click the link and give them a follow. Listen to their stuff. It's super comedic. If you want to know how lame of a fuck Tony can be, go check out their last two episodes where they have Cosmo quizzes and you'll figure it out. Matt Graham, that's why we've become friends. He's a freak of the industry. Anyways, we just shot the shit. We had no plans. We just came in, had a conversation. Hope you guys enjoy it. You get to know a little bit more about Tony. You get to know about Matt, his aspirations for joining the greatest fantasy football league on the planet taco court fantasy football league and how much he really wishes that wayne will not pierce his belly button to give him a spot in the league love you guys bye-bye Mandalorian in the background? Yeah, man. I haven't seen Friday's episode. Otherwise, that's the best. I haven't watched the entire first season yet. First season's good. Second season's been really good. First season was good. They're both excellent. Yeah, I heard like everybody's all about it, and I'm just like, oh, I just, I want to sit down and binge it all, but I don't end up doing it because I'm like, oh, I gotta clean a fucking toilet or some shit, you know? <laughs> it's, um, I kind of wish that I like held off on watching it. So that I could binge it because I've watched it the normal way, like 1990s Friends television every Thursday, must see TV, you know. But, yeah. Uh, no, it's good, man. It's really good. You watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. So in Game of Thrones, I, I want to go back and watch them all like from start to finish again, because I feel like even though we know that the story got rushed at the end, right? Like those guys got the Star Wars contract a little bit, you know, so they're, and then they didn't have the books to go off of. So all the dialogue was just different. Like, correct. That was really made Game of Thrones really good was that the dialogue was so good. Something from three seasons ago tied into fourth season or something like that. Right. Like it was also good and cryptic. The character development from earlier seasons was just the character arcs were just so much, obviously better thought out because they were part of a novel. Um, but I didn't hate the way Game of Thrones ended. I didn't hate it. I think the disappointment came a little bit when you're like, you were watching it like sitcom style, right? Every single week you're like pumped up. We were having parties at the house. Like we were like, yo, you bring the food this time. You cook something like for everybody, right? Or you bring something or we'll cook tonight. And then people come over and it's, it's a spectacle, right? For an hour and a half or whatever like that. Um, or two hours because we'd watch the previous episode, then watch the one coming up and stuff like that. So whenever it um, came on, it was just one of those things where it's like, damn, like, that's it. You know, like, <laughs> this, this could have been three episodes or four episodes or something like that. So I wonder if you were to go back and watch it all the way through, if if it would matter, right? You wouldn't notice it or something like that. It'd just be like, oh, this is how it ended. 
I think you're right. I think there's, I think if you binge it, probably would. I, it's still going to be, you know, there's still parts of the last season that are going to be what they are. Last two, last few seasons, but I don't know. I, I, uh, you can definitely got hooked in by the early seasons and then you just kind of put up with whatever you have to put up with just to get through it towards the end. I still enjoy it though. Yeah. Did you feel like the right thing to, to do was to have Bran be on the Iron Throne? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had to use him some way. Like they kept hyping him up as this big piece, you know, for a long time and he really didn't do much. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess he kind of had, I mean, you know, I like the whole he's seen more and he's experienced more than everybody else because of his gift. So why not give, you know, and he's the only person that doesn't want it or one of the yeah. only people that doesn't want it. So therefore he'll be the best. I, I didn't, I didn't hate that. I mean, everyone there's a lot of people i know that do hate it and i'm like well then who would have you chosen genius yeah like who were you yeah. gonna choose Tyrion? Nah, no you weren't no 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 you couldn't choose Tyrion because all his family was like dead mm-hmm. so yeah. it wouldn't have done any any good right like without cersei there without jamie there without his dad there without everybody that it would have like stuck it to i don't think you could have done Tyrion, but i think it would have been interesting to see like just evil win and daenerys at that time just be like, yep, that's it, right? Or the Death Army, the the whatever you, the White Walkers, yeah, like that king to take over and just like everybody's dead. I want to see a show that ends in like that. Agreed. I really like some of my favorite movies are movies where like there's a sad ending just because it's more realistic and lifelike. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, <laughs> like uh, Rogue One, I think is one of the best. Was my favorite Star Wars, Star Wars thing until. Mandalorian came out, but yeah, I freaking love Rogue One. It was, it was like walking out of watching Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you watched Saving Private Ryan in the theater at a younger age, but I uh, didn't see it in theaters, but definitely saw it. You know, had that. It's just great. You're just left like speech. Like I, I don't want to talk about. It. Like you're just like walk out like oh, that's how that's how it goes. You know, or whatever like that. And you're like fuck, and that is how it goes. It'd be like that yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yep. Hey, so it's your first time here on Taco Court Fantasy. That is correct. I've been looking Podcast. forward to it. Yeah, it's, we've been talking about it for a few months here. Like, hey, we got to get you on this is this. So why don't you tell the people a little bit about who you are and how we ended up um, meeting together? So since you're not in this league. Yeah, I'm not in that league yet. I'm hoping someday somebody quits or like has a huge falling out and I get to sneak in. I don't even know if I'm first on the replacement list, but uh, yeah. So we met through the 58 West King fantasy football league. We both know the commissioner there, Tony Costantino, pretty close with them. We both have pretty strong relationships with him. Um, and so that's kind of how we met me as a person. I am uh, 32 years old. I live in Southern California, scraping by. I could be living in a mansion in the Midwest somewhere, but scraping by in Southern California. Uh, I have a wife, a stepdaughter of 10 and a daughter who's two and a half. Uh, not in the military. I work for a plumbing company. Uh, I manage a warehouse uh, that ships plumbing supplies to plumbers and contractors. So that's what I do for a living. And a uh, huge football guy, just not very good at guessing what's going to happen with football, but I do enjoy football. So I hate it because I um, I look at my records in like our season-long leagues, like 58 West King and Taco Corp, and I missed the playoffs in both of them, and 58 West King was fucking terrible this year. But I'm like, fuck, like, I feel like I know so much about fucking sports. And then when I talk to people, it's like, uh, like we're, we sports bet and stuff when we have a little group text that people in there, like me, Tony, Trey, Brandon and Matt Kendall, um, 
do and it's like fuck like i feel like i know shit but then it just doesn't fucking pan out and i'm like god damn it it's so frustrating there's a luck factor that like i always suppress and i mean obviously it's sports so there's always going to be that luck factor i think in fantasy football you hope that it's going to be minimal as opposed to like betting like sports betting but it's still like I mean, we're in another fantasy football league together that I got you in. It's my first year in that too. Liga Dinastia, which is uh, Spanish for Dynasty League. That's a whole nother. Uh, but um, yeah, you made the playoffs. I missed it on the last week. Uh, the guy that beat you the last week t- overtook me in points. So I got kicked out. And then my team went off today. Like three <laughs> guys go over 30 points on the early games. I'm just like, Jesus, man. That's just yeah. the way it goes. But yeah, it's just sucks sometimes sucks it sucks especially when you run a podcast and you gotta I, talk about your fucking league every week yep i I'm, I, I, I was uh, talking to tony he's like guys oh, you like the episode i was like yeah i fast forwarded past the preview matchup he's like why i was like because i'm not in it <laughs> i'm yeah. uh it's like dreams unless you're in it i don't want to hear about them like i don't care yeah. yeah hey have you uh grown up in southern california your whole life i have yeah i was born and raised in banning california which is not where Tony was born and raised, but it's where he went to high school. We went to the same high school together. I did not know him in high school. I met yeah. him after high school because he's a couple years ahead of me. But yeah, I was born and raised in Banning, California, which if you're not familiar with California, you might know Casino Morongo. You definitely know Palm Springs. It's about 20 minutes away from Palm Springs, 20 minutes west of Palm Springs. Yeah, I was over there uh, last weekend. I was out in Colorado. I took like a little four-day or whatever like that, three-and-a-half-day trip. And I went over to Tony's house. We watched college football on Saturday. They had like six guys show up or something like that. And I was upstairs talking to Charlotte and she was like, Hey, you know, like when are you moving out here and stuff like that? And I was like, Oh, in summertime, I was like, all we need is to get mad out here. We have the whole band together. And she's like, yeah, like that'd be freaking dope. And I was like, and she's like, you know, I think I actually knew Matt a lot more. She did. We were in marching band together. Yeah. She was like, I, I was in marching band with him. I was like, Oh, tell me he played like the fucking flute or something like that. And she's like, nah, he's straight up brass, man. <laughs> like, trumpet she was like he's pretty fucking good too so i was like oh, she's getting props. So i was like oh fucking band geeks but dude band was the best yeah i i used to do band in like junior high and stuff and then when i moved to high school i was just doing sports so i wasn't available to do band at the time but i ended up um like we always drag on my brother glenn in this league baby ruth in our family because him and my sister were band kids and stuff my sister played the clarinet my brother's a drummer but we always called him band geeks and stuff because me and my other brother are the athletes. Like we were the athletes and like the the big man on campus type of guys, right? Like the cute kids that all the chicks wanted and stuff. But I like I was weird, man. I I did bands. I played basketball. I played baseball, and I did debate. Like I did some nerdy stuff. I did some sports stuff. Um, yeah, I wasn't great at baseball. I was okay at basketball. Um, I was good in band. I was really good at debate. I was like I went to like California State Championships my senior year and got like. 30th place in the state of California. That's pretty and sick. Impromptu speaking, they give you a subject and they give you two minutes to prepare a five minute speech. I just, you know, oh, just talk, talk in front of rooms full of people that were also trying to talk. So that was cool. Um, I was a senior class vice president. Like I was, in, I was involved. I was friends with the cool kids. I was friends with the geeks. I just kind of yeah. did my thing, man. Yeah. I was always like, I was always touching base with everybody. Like I was kind of friends with all the different groups and stuff like that. Like the goth kids, the fucking, the wannabe white power fucking cowboy kids, you know, and like the seven different Asian gangs, you know, like we had all those little clicks in our, and like the two oh, different yeah. Mexicans, right. The Northern and Southern Mexicans and the ones that were like 
or in green because they didn't know what the fuck they wanted to do, you know, or whatever like that. And didn't want to join no side. But yeah, I was just kind of hung out with everybody and did all that kind of stuff. But I just did like sports. And then um, we had this club called Ambassadors because our area is like a super poor area and stuff like that. It's like pretty drug run and all that kind of stuff. So we had this program called Ambassadors where we were like, I guess you call it the ambassadors for the school, but to make the school's perception a lot better than what the public saw it as. Cause we were like, the school had a shooting in like the late eighties or something like that. I think it was eighties or early nineties where like this guy came in and shot up like our English department and social science department and everything like that. Cause he, I, I don't know the whole story, but it was a big thing. Like he had, there's a school shooting there. I think there's a Freddie Prince jr. Called movie called like high school high. That's based on that story. And then we had like a big drug bust in like 2001 where they framed all this stuff for a long time to like show about how like drugs and drinking and driving and stuff like that impacts your brain and stuff. And they do this big ass scene out in the front of the parking lot, you know, and it's like you don't know what's going on. And then everybody thinks it's real because it's like planned out and all this kind of stuff. And they use a lot of like stuff like that to teach about drugs and alcohol. Well, they did that at the same time of doing a bust also. So like. They busted like 12 kids in our school. Oh, like We had this big ass ecstasy, ecstasy ring in our school and stuff like that. So yeah, it was just one of those type of schools. So we tried to like make the perception of the school a lot better, do things in the community. You know, we had a lot of kids that grew up in like homes that had 12 people in them and they're like a one bedroom little home. Some of the places didn't have flooring. Like it was crazy. Like I didn't even know that existed in my neighborhoods, like two miles away from my house. And there's like, houses where there's like dirt floors and stuff like that and I'm like fuck these are the kids i go to school with you know so like just finding people in the school who you think needed some help and stuff like that and then finding donations and going out in the public and trying to help help people out so that the word gets out that there's actually decent people at the school and stuff like that so sounds like you grew up in the banning of the north i don't know if uh, tony or charlotte told you much about our high school like where it's located less than half a mile from a from a prison camp from a jail. <laughs> like oh, we used to have lockdowns cause there'd be escapes or like it would send also in a bad part of town. There'd be shootings across the street at the apartments. So we'd be mm-hmm. locked down. That happened once a month regularly. Um, Dude, my, my yeah. high school adjacent to a fucking cemetery. Woo. So we'd be playing fucking basketball outside, right. At lunchtime and stuff like that. And this is like the heat of and one mixtape. So everybody's trying oh, to fucking yeah, the bounce basketball off people's yeah. foreheads and do all this, you know, be the professor. But they'd be fucking cremating bodies during the middle of school days. <laughs> it's like fucking winter or super oh, hot summers God. and stuff like that. So all the ventilation is going into the building. So all you do is smell like fucking dead bodies, oh. either whether you're outside playing or it was so fucking gross, man. But yeah, that was like, Feel like we went to the same kind of fucking high school definitely <laughs> like, our our high school for the longest time like my junior year i think they painted it gray and green which was more aligned with our colors but for the longest time it was desert rose it was pink and it was pink because it was donated paint that was free and it was like that for 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 years it was like that like you could literally fly over it and i did one time with some other with some kids from cal State fullerton um and they're like oh i was like i was like oh, that's where we went to high school they're like oh you went to the pink school we used to thought that was barbie's high school like because it was very obviously bright red and pink it was terrible yeah it was terrible yeah that's crazy hey um so on the sports front what sports do you watch is it mostly football or do you get into other sports and then if it's just like in the football realm like do you have a what are your teams and like a favorite player or something like that main like say favorite player now and a 
favorite player then or all time? So football, I watch football, I watch basketball, I watch some baseball, and I watch some golf. Um, so those are kind of the four things that I watch. Uh, football, I'm an Eagles fan, Philadelphia Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Just beat the Saints tonight. All right. Um, my favorite player right now is probably Brandon Graham. We share a last name, so that's part of it. I just like yep. the guy, man. He's stayed with the same team. I follow him on Instagram. He's a family man. He's got daughters. Um, he uh, strip sacked Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Huge day for me. Um, so I, he's got a special place in my heart. And then I'm a defense guy. Like I feel like offensive players can kind of come and go. But I feel like defensive players who like are dominant and stay with their team are more important. So my old favorite player is Brian Dawkins. Um, dude just hit like a ton of bricks, and he must have weighed like maybe 200 pounds. So, yeah, I love that guy. Um, basketball, I'm a Celtics fan, which it's weird, it's especially weird living in Southern LA. California. It's Yeah, man. Um, so, spoiler alert, I'm not a Dodgers fan, and I despise the Lakers. So, 2020 has been rough for a lot of people, especially if you live in Southern California and you're not a Lakers or Dodgers fan because both of them yep. won the chips. So, uh, yeah, I'm a Celtics fan. My grandfather was a Celtics fan. He had like a little piece of the old, um, of the old court up in his uh up in his bedroom which nice. i did not my cousin got damn it when he passed away but it's fine um so yeah celtics fan uh favorite player now uh jason tatum obviously he's jason tatum and then um i'm a big paul pierce guy i know laker fans hate him but i'm a big <laughs> the truth i'm a big paul pierce dude have you ever left work saying that like your leg hurt or you broke your back or anything like that and then like three minutes later just come running back no. into the building ne- like never returned i've definitely left work fake sick before <laughs> i don't know at like how many people listen to this podcast have left work fake sick all of them and then, all of them yeah all of them and then he realized oh shit i play basketball she's probably get back out there but he got back yeah. out there man he won the game i don't <laughs> he's a motivator in the most classic sense i don't know yeah it's not his finest moment but you know that's what it is that's the fastest- imagine like doing that say right now in 2020 right it's december 2020 and you're like hey i'm not feeling really good right now i'm just gonna head out right and then you go to your car you fucking drink a little gatorade and you come back in and you you expect the place to be like you know whatever the what's their fucking arena called in boston td garden yeah so you walk back into the garden right which is like where you're working and everybody's just like yeah yeah no come in right like ralphie in christmas story and yeah just everybody now is like Get the hell out of here. I thought you were sick. And this is, oh, I'm here to work, guys. We're going to get the job done. I feel bad for people with allergies because, um, yeah. you know, they get allergies every year. Now they have to be shunned to their houses until they can get a, a Q-tip stuck up to their brain and test negative for COVID, man. That's yeah. it's just wild, wild times. Yeah. So baseball, yeah. Angels fan. And then Tiger Woods, my favorite golfer. But I, I like watching pretty much all golf. I, 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 I like playing golf. So when I watch people who are good at it actually do well. It's fun mm-hmm. to watch. And then when you watch golf live cast, they don't just follow one golfer the whole time. They basically yeah. just cut from shot to shot to shot. So there's really no downtime. So if you like golf, it's very entertaining. Are you good at golf? No, terrible. <laughs> terrible at golf. I'm like, I hit I hit the ball really hard. And when it goes straight, you're like, oh, but at most time it doesn't go straight. So I'm not very good at golf. We have a friend, his name's Ricky Marshall, right? And uh we used to go golfing with him and we were just talking about that the other day because another one of our friends we got. So what happened was we got really drunk. Wayne had like a diaper kegger at my house. He was having his third child. So we used to throw keggers and basically whoever's having the baby would have a buy the keg. Right. And then we'd grill out 
and everybody would just bring a box of diapers for a cup for the keg, right? So the dude, you'd make out on like four or five hundred dollars with the diapers, spend one hundred and fifty bucks on you know some cheap chicken and some fucking a keg of beer, right? Our friend AJ, we got really drunk and we're like, "Yo, let us shoot a golf ball out of your ass, right? Let's tee off off your off your ass." So we'll just put a tee right in your crack, but we'll launch the golf ball off, right? And this dude um, was going to do it. And then our friend AJ was like, wait a minute. When I hit the golf ball off a tee, the tee goes straight down into the fucking ground. <laughs> he's, like, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, I don't know if our insurance will cover it. So we had to, <laughs> he's like, no, not doing it. And we just had a conversation about it the other day where our friend Ricky, and it ties back into golf, our friend Ricky, he can drive the shit out of the ball. Like, I mean, he hits it farther than farther than any of us. The thing is, he has to stand 45 degrees to the left for it to go straight down the fucking fairway. <laughs> so I can't even hit a driver. I don't even try anymore. I literally don't take my driver out of the bag. I, yeah. I used to play a decent. I used to hit my drives okay. And then I broke a driver one time and I just start, started using my five iron. So, mm-hmm. but I can hit my five iron 250 yards. Jesus Christ. Yeah, off a tee of I just because I like turn it in because I used to open face shank the shit out of it all the time. So like yeah. I turn my clubs in so it's a little bit more comfortable for me, confidence wise. And then so it's probably like a three iron by that time, loft wise. And then yeah, I hit the shit out of it. But then you know, I still I shoot like 98 to 110, somewhere in that range, pretty consistently. Yeah. yeah. So not good. I like to drink. I like to it's a good excuse for me to have Bloody Marys at seven in the morning. Fuck yeah, that's the best thing, dude. When you take like an eighteen pack of Michelob Ultras, that's the golf beer. I feel like, and then it's like, oh, beer a hole, you know. And then, depending where you're at, you're either fucked up or you're just like super dehydrated. Usually, for, I play the desert one time because there's a bunch of championship style course on the desert. My buddy's like, hey, dude, I can get this on for fifteen bucks at where they played the PGA Tour. I was like, let's fucking go. It was 115 degrees, and I shot 115. I shot a shot for every degree of temperature because I started drinking. As soon as we got yeah. there, I put down like two Jack and Cokes. Then my whole seven, I was like, I don't even know if I can play anymore, man. I'm dying here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm fucking terrible at golf. Like, we've gone golfing, and I think the farthest I made it was like, I think I made it 12 holes on the same ball one time, and I was like so pumped. But then I was like super anxious, like, oh my God, like I'm fucking, I'm gonna do it. Right. <laughs> and like, like I marked my ball all kinds of crazy. So I knew it was mine to make sure that they wouldn't be like, oh, you picked up another ball out of the fucking trees, three holes to the left or something like that. But I'm fucking terrible. I played golf with my, uh, my wife's, my mother in law's boyfriend. They've been together forever. He took me to this super fancy course. He's like a member down in, um, Where's it at? Uh, like San Juan Capistrano area down there, like towards San Diego, like really nice country club, private. And they give, they give you free alcohol. And I was super fucked up and I brought 21 balls with me and I did not, I was out of balls by whole four fifteen. Like, <laughs> I couldn't even, and like he, and he was just like, that's okay, man. Just hang out in the cart and I'll keep playing. I was like, okay, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> that works for me. But it's like Tin Cup said, man, it's, which it's like one of my favorite sports movies, Tin Cup. Uh, it says golf and sex are the two things you don't know what to be good at to enjoy. He's right. <laughs> yep. Hey, speaking of movies, it's Christmas time right now. Uh, do you have a favorite Christmas movie or like any like movie where you know you have to watch, like let's say two of them, like you have to watch them every single year? So The Grinch with Jim Carrey, have to yep. watch it every single year. Yep. Um, and Home Alone. But we like my family's weird. We watch Home Alone throughout the, throughout the year. I like like – Sometimes it's okay to throw on a home alone on July 17th. Like it's fine. Um, so then I would say die hard would be my other one. Yeah. 
See, Die Hard. I know Clint and James were like, when I asked them, what's your favorite Christmas movie? They're Die Hard right off the bat, right? And I'm, I don't know if that's, if they really feel that way or if it's just like an ego thing, but I'm like, eh, whatever. I'll take it. It's not my favorite, but I do love it. I love Die Hard 1 so much. I'll watch Die Hard 2, right? Yeah. Die Hard 2 is terrible, but like, I'll watch it just because I like Die Hard 1 so much. So I struggle because Christmas is like my jam. So I love them all. Like I'm a big fan of Fred Claus. I love that movie. I like all the movies where people don't believe something, you know, and then then it comes to fruition and it's all about faith and hope and, you know, good over evil or whatever like that, you know. But I'd have to say probably my favorite Christmas movie is going to be Elf. It's other than The Notebook, it's my favorite movie of all time. And and then the next one would probably be like Charlie Brown Christmas. Like I'm a real fi- big fan of Charlie Brown Christmas. So um, real big Snoopy fan, too. So. Um, I don't know if Tony ever told you, but the nickname for my bulge when I'm wearing underwear is Camp Snoopy. Yeah. Has he told you the story? He's very embarrassed by it. He, um, it was uh, shortly after he got fired from Home Depot. And so like him and a couple of our buddies, Josh Callis is one of them, were driving around the city drunk. Because, you know, when you live in a small town, there's nothing to do. One guy doesn't drink. Everyone else gets fucked up. And they go from like house to house to mess with their friends. And I had work at like four in the morning. So I was sleeping. They're like, come out, Matt, come out. I was like, fuck that. So I took my pajamas off, put on my like tightest underwear I could. Got a little chub going and then just walked out to the car to make it awkward. And Tony's like, put Camp Snoopy away, man. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and like, ever since then, it's been called Camp Snoopy. Uh, yeah, I like Snoopy too, man. If, separate from that incident, I'm a, I am like uh, I like the peanuts, man. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig it. I like the um, the Halloween ones too and everything like that too. So I'm not a big Halloween fan, but when it comes to that, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to watch them just because they were like the things that were on TV when I was little, you know, like. You sat down on watching ABC on a whatever Friday night, and that was the one that came on to open up the Christmas season or whatever it was. Dude, I got a fucking friend request, and it just it says I just got it right now, right? And it says it's like some it's a mutual friend. Um, you know what, Michael Everett? Michael Everett? Yeah. Yes, I do. It's Michael Everett. He actually requested you on Facebook just now. Yeah, I got it. Right That's now. hard to do. I mean, seeing is. The people who have access to that login don't even have access to that login anymore. Um, it's Matthew Graham and two mutual friends. Uh, yeah, so that's Edward. You know who Edward Snowden is? Yeah. Sure, you know that's uh, Michael Everett is his alias. That's how he gets back into the states when he leaves Russia. All right, Michael Everett is was a poorly thought out plan uh, by me and one of my best friends, uh, one of my good friends, Philip Gonzalez, who's a mutual friend of Tony. Met him at the Fifty Eight West King which is the genesis of our football and our football podcast. Um, he actually lived there, Philip did. So I was really good friends with him. And we were drinking one night and we're like, man, what if we had – we were ahead of our time, just so we're clear. Like if there would have been Instagram or Twitter, like two friends having a joint Instagram live account where they like documented all their parties, that would have been the shit. Didn't translate so well to Facebook. Essentially me and him got the great idea drinking one night that we were going to have a joint Facebook in which we would like – document all of our like Vegas trips and like parties we go to and our adventures. And like, we put all this effort into thinking about it, created it. And I don't think we did two things with it. I think we maybe have three posts. I don't, like, <laughs> we didn't do anything with it. And it just became like this dude on dude Facebook. It more looked like, uh, you know, when two men love each other and decide to have their yeah. own joint Facebook. Yeah. It's kind of looks I'm glad he's alive and well. I was worried about him. And it's uh, my middle name and his middle name. So he's Philip Michael Gonzalez, and I'm Matthew Everett Graham. Everett Graham. Okay, that works. What's the fastest you've ever thrown up after taking a shot of alcohol? The fastest of immediately. 
Yeah. I you meet like within seconds. I uh so two part I handle alcohol extremely well. But like I have a gag reflex that makes me not gonna be great for prison. Um <laughs> it's not good. Like sometimes a shot'll just hit wrong and I'll come up pretty quickly. But I could do like if I I can do like twenty I've done twenty three shots in one night before. Jesus Christ. And I was okay. Like I didn't black out or anything either. I was yeah. you know, I was fucked up, but I didn't black out. Shot 24, though, came right back up. That's terrible. So we did a couple little, um, we were talking through like Instagram DMs and stuff like that, sharing back and forth Chris Farley fucking videos and stuff like that, right? So we're both obviously Chris Farley fans. Oh, yeah. I remember watching it, like we were talking about it, but I remember watching it with my brothers because they would watch SNL, right? And I was elementary school or something like that they would come for the summers because they have a different mom than me i remember them showing us all that kind of stuff but i remember the first one was that one where he's at like sea world and stuff like that right yeah. and he's trying to like pick up on the girl and he keeps he's the <laughs> only one that gets fucking splashed by everything in the splash zone right and, uh, so good <laughs> but um where does tommy boy rank on the all-time movie list for you top 10 for sure um it's so good like him and david spade together are just gold it it, they are so good that they almost made Black Sheep work. And I like yeah. Black Sheep, but it, it, Tommy Boy is just top 10 for me, for sure, of all time. I, I love that movie. I thought about that the other day because I was putting on a jacket, but it was too small. So, like, <laughs> guy. There's so many. There's like, and it's like one of those movies where there's like a 30-minute stretch of where it's just like nonstop bangers worth of jokes. There's like fat guy in a little coat. It's when they're in the car and they're playing that song and they're like, you can change it if you want to. No, man, I'm okay if you're okay. And then they're just crying and singing together. It's like such a dude thing to do on a road trip. Oh, so good. It was funny because I was like, it's cold as shit out here. It's like 30 degrees. It's supposed to snow this week, like on Wednesday or something like that. And I'm like, I like it because internally snow makes me feel warm because it's like, oh, it's cozy and the holidays and all that kind of stuff, right? But it's fucking freezing. So I was trying to fit on this pea coat. But the thing is, is that I was like standing in my bathroom. I just got done with the shower and I was like, oh, I got to see if this thing fits still. So I was fucking naked putting on a pea coat. So do you have any? Um... I just went from six to midnight thinking about that story. <laughs> Woo! Have you ever um, dealt with a pea coat in nakedness? Uh, never. I've never worn a pea coat naked. I definitely have a fun pea coat story about, about, a, about a pea coat and a pea coat maybe being peed on. Yeah. Um, yeah so it was. Uh college i uh met this so i met this girl at a bar she was she's very attractive i met her at a bar and she was she was already drinking we're having a good time and you know, i got her number she's like oh we should go out again sometime I'm like yeah so that was day one it wasn't really a date we just met each other out at a bar fucked up so i met her at a bar for date two and i got there and she was already drunk and it was like 6 30 p.m that was warning sign number one i was like oh man and and you know young man i'm like oh this girl likes to party this could be fun we drink to like 1030 at night and she is gone. She is I'm yeah. like, all right, well, let's, you know, I'll take back to my place, I guess. And she's like trying to jump in my seat while I'm driving. I'm like, no, no, you need to sit down in your seat. So we get to back to my place and I'm like, yeah, she's way too drunk to do anything. I'm a good guy. I like to praise myself on that. So I was like, I know I'm gonna sleep on the couch. I'll let you sleep in my room. And she's like, okay. And so I put her in my room and then I wake up and I hear moaning and I hear like a stumble and I like go in my bedroom and she's butt naked in my clean clothes hamper peeing on my clothes on top of which was like my brand new Burberry peacoat. 
I'm just like, <laughs> so I was like, damn it. So I threw in the shower and then I go to bed and I sleep in my own bed. I'm like, fuck it. She's in the shower. She can sleep in the bath. I put clothes on her and put her in the bath. My roommate's banging on my door the next morning. She's like, can you get this drunk chick out of the tub so I can shower for work? I'm like, yeah, I can. <laughs> uh, so I take her out. And I, I, on, I take her home. And on the way home, I stop by a dry cleaning place. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I was like, it's okay. You'll make it, you'll make it up to me. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm going to need you to pay for my dry cleaning right now before I drop you off. And then, I mean, I actually hung out with her a couple more times after that. She was a good person. But she just, yeah, not a, not a highlight for her. Fast forward like five years. We were still Facebook friends. And she had a Facebook post. She's like, out drinking with a hubby tonight. And I was like, stay away from his clean clothes. And then I got blocked immediately. <laughs> <laughs> hey, babe, what's this about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, nothing, nothing. Nothing, nothing. It's an old high school joke. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Peacoats, nice transition. I like it. Like, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, give us some stories about Tony that nobody knows. So, I'll, I'm like, we've talked about this a little bit, right? But. For everybody in the league, everybody knows Tony like we see Tony now, right? Like he's put together, put together, clean cut, fucking like he wears like the sweater vest type of thing, right? With a polo shirt under, usually salmon colored with pleated khakis, a brown belt, you know, and boat shoes and shit. So we don't know anything about this guy, but he 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 holds on to this a cause the heavy handle whether it's in his fantasy sports or his email or his Twitter or gaming. Like so, He's a cause gaming. gaming. Yeah. It's been a cause of heavy for a while. Thing, right. But we all know Tony as like, he's proper. He's well-educated. He speaks really well. Um, he's like the model person in the profession that we do. Yeah. You know? No, he's, he's a, uh, I've watched Tony flourish, man. I've watched him grow from when I met him to where he's now. And he's, he is a well put together human being. He's an adult. He is probably one of the most adult adults I know that's our age. That makes any sense. Um, but once upon a time, um, Tony was a beer pong fanatic. Beer pong. He was really good at it too. Won a lot of games, drink a lot of beer. Um, so a couple stories you should need to know about Tony. One night he drank to excess while playing beer pong and the entire time, like just basically funneling guacamole into his mouth. And then he threw up guacamole all over like two beer pong tables. I think he passed out on that beer pong table too. Um, That was good. There was another instance where he got blackout drunk, went to take a deuce in the only bathroom in this, in this house and passed out while taking a shit. So then people were just like going to drink and you would just open the door and the door bath, the toilet was right next to the door. So it just hit his knees and you would see his hairy legs smell shit in here. Oh, I had to Wait, go. So he, <laughs> so he shit. And then passed, passed out. out. Yeah. But On the toilet. He, only, he pulled an Elvis, but he didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially what happened. And he did flush. I think he flushed immediately. I had to go in through the bathroom window to like <laughs> help put Humpty Dumpty back together again. But <laughs> uh, that was good. He liked to pick people up when he was drunk because he had superhuman strength. And one of our friends, David, uh, who used to be in the league, um, Prestige Worldwide, had yep. been dropped on his head at least three times that I know of, that I've seen personally. Like, he'd pick him up and, eh, and then just drop him on his head. Because David was drunk too, so he rebounded. It's fine. Um, we broke into people's houses and played pranks. We used to break into that house, play video games, and then this guy, Mo, who's a 6'2 Egyptian guy, looks like a little skinnier version of The Rock. He's just super buff. Just, But he worked like the late shift at the casinos. He'd always get home like 3 in the morning. So we would break in his room, take all of the DVDs out of the DVD cases and put them in different ones because he was like a huge DVD collection guy. He had like 50 DVDs. 
And Mo was so passive aggressive about it and like didn't want to admit that we did anything. He didn't say anything. And I'm like, what happened to your DVDs, Mo? And he'd be like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he had like, we'd go in his room and they'd be in a locked up case. <laughs> <laughs> One time we, uh, Tony's idea, most of these were Tony's idea. He's diabolical. Yep. We went into his bedroom because Mo like would make his bed. He always had his bed made just in case he met a chick at the casino. He could bring her back and everything would be good to go. Well, we broke into his room, unmade his bed put the box spring on top of the mattress, remade the bed, and then a six-point Egyptian guy came home and, like, jumped into bed and just shattered his box spring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a good one. Um, yeah, so that's, that was Tony back in the day. He was mischievous. Uh, he was always a good artist. You know, if you, got fi- if, if, he, if you fired him and he felt that it was not right the way that that went down, he might draw a mural of you sucking another manager's dick in the bathroom of a Home Depot. You know, he just did wild things, man. He did yeah. wild things. He stopped. He- I'm intrigued. Like when we go, like when we deployed, right? Like we were in the Middle East and bathroom wall art is the thing in, when you're deployed, right? So like every stall, like when we got there, we go do this orientation in this big theater, right? And they're telling you everything about the base and the camps that you're on and stuff like that. And they're saying, you know, here's this, 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 and then they have all these different programs come in. And one of them's like equal opportunity, sexual assault persons and all this kind of stuff, right? All the stuff they have to check the boxes with. And the one lady's up there, she's like the sexual assault response coordinator person or whatever. And she's like, I'm tired of everybody drawing penises all over the back of the bathroom stalls around here, right? Because penis wall art is the thing in the military. And there's some fucking, there's glorious dick pics drawn with sharpie and stuff like that right so she's like we go around weekly and ensure that we paint over all of them and if you see anybody doing this 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 and i assure you that if there's a penis in any of those bathrooms i'm gonna find it (laughs) but like there'd be all kinds of different um there was like one that was like a it was like an anime chick dressed like chun Li essentially from street fighter right all like sprayed eagle and it was just like hundreds of dicks along the side of it like they were waiting to get to chun Li or whatever like that and um that was the bathroom that you wanted to go shit in because it was like oh this like i'm gonna see what they put up here put up here you know and then you follow everybody's conversations and shit like that it's like a public bathroom but even worse because ain't nobody got nothing else to do except spend 30 minutes on the shitter drawing out animated dick i always wondered if he did any art out there because he seemed like like i've seen some of the drawings he made a beer pong table with a bunch of our faces all over it. and um, Did he write David is gay on it? I do not know. So he made I, a couple beer pong tables. He made one for me too. Um, every beer pong table we've ever owned had David is gay written on it. Every single one of them. So I'm, I'm curious if that one had it as well. And that was because I did do that. I have to check because I know it had like all of the faces from the people out of our New Mexico group on it. And um, so I, I had to check. But. He, he used to write cartoons. I felt like he used to have notepads with actual legit cartoons written in them like strips of them written in them, comic strips. He's a, uh, yeah, he's very artistic. He's very, it's weird. Cause he's like very artistic. He's a very type A and type B personality mixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very good, good, good mix of those two. Sometimes I feel bad when I'm on his podcast and I asked him this when I was over there. I was like, yo, you, you ever get worried about your podcast because he's on a different level than all of us now. Right. Now that he, he moved into a different rank and stuff like that. Right. So I was like, yo, do you ever you know, get worried like this is this he's like oh no like i don't think we do anything that's bad you know like we just play fantasy together and all this kind of stuff and i was like sometimes i'm legit worried because i like say some shit on your podcast and i'm like i'm gonna take this thing to another level because i want to make it awkward for him but <laughs> i'm like i gotta fucking watch out now because you have something to lose right like 
your family and all this kind of stuff like kind of depends on you and all this like you just bought a new house and all this shit and i'm not sitting here trying to like rip it from you because i mean i'm getting out in like six months right so like meh you know like it isn't it isn't too much for me but it's like that guy's got another 10 years to deal with the stuff so i'm worried now because like i've been trying to come up with like legit ridiculous segments i'm i don't know if you listen to the last episode where we do cosmo quizzes like i'm just oh, i'm just trying to i have a serial killer quiz coming up soon like, i just want to make it as ridiculous as possible <laughs> oh i just want to like like touch on like super controversial topics on his thing right? oh, I, like oh, i tried to do some politics on there and <laughs> like at the beginning it wasn't even like actually trying to talk about politics i was just i made the joke i was like i'm gonna sue our fantasy football league because i'm not happy with the result that me not being in the playoffs and there's 17 yeah. other teams that back up my lawsuit <laughs> and he was he laughed and then it, it didn't make the episode for obvious reasons but <laughs> You notice how we stopped doing uh, cons- Nate's conspiracy, conspiracy? Yeah, corner yeah, three yeah, and a half yeah. months ago? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, actually. It's a good point. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, like I'm going to go after the government on his podcast and not mine. <laughs> smart. It's a smart man there. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man, that was good. Hey, so I got this game. So I got this game, right? I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called We're Not Really Strangers. I have not heard of it. Nope. So they have a – I found it on a um, – on an Instagram feed, one of my friends shared some store, shared a post to their story or whatever, and it looked pretty cool. But um, so it's called We're Not Really Strangers. And basically, it's a game like Cards Against Humanity style, kind of, but it's basically a question game. I dig so it. You have a bunch of phases, right? I love Cards um, Against Humanity. My mother, I actually play with my family. So me, my mom, my wife, my grandmother all play Cards Against Humanity. And my mm-hmm. mom has like 15 expansion packs. So I'm, I'm into this. Let's do this. So I lied. The only thing that makes it like Cards Against Humanity is that it's cards. Okay. Let's, okay. So it. Got it. So essentially, there's, it's basically like a get to know you. And it's based off of the fact that we're really not that different, right? Like gotcha. bring people together oh, and okay. all your things, whatever, right? So there's three different levels. Level one is perception. Level two is connection. And level three is reflection. So it's almost like one of those serious style games. So I'm going to pick a card randomly. And we're going to answer the question. Sounds oh, good. And it should be in perception. Okay. So I picked a card right here, level one, and it says, oh, fuck. Do you think plants thrive or die in my care? Explain. Ooh. Uh, you said, oh, fuck, like you, they might die in your care. I think that they would thrive, man. Um, I haven't known you that long, and I've, like, known you to be a very caring and thoughtful person in that mm-hmm. short amount of time, like – you know, you sent me a care package with some um, some sports cards in it with some Philadelphia Eagles cards, you know, rookie card for Rager, uh, rookie card for Sega Whiteside, and, like, that kind of stuff. You know, someone who doesn't take care of plants doesn't do shit like that. So I'm going to say that they would thrive in your care. Yep. I, so if I – yeah, I think so. Like, especially if I planted them too, right? Like, I'm more – yeah. Uh, yeah, I am because even like in my yard, like I really care about the way that my yard looks and all that kind of stuff. And like, if there's weeds and stuff in the planter box, I hate it because I'm like, oh, it's got to look this, this, this. And I'm trying to water these certain plants during certain times of the year because there's not a lot of water and it needs it. I do try to focus on that kind of stuff. You ever think about how bad of you? Ever think about how bad of a wrap weeds get? Like, yeah, like I don't like. They're what are they? Just poor plants? Or are they just poor flowers? Like. I said we treat weeds the same time, the same way society treats the disenfranchised. I don't know. I just, you know, maybe it's a big picture. I don't know. Just yeah. Like, oh, you're you're not what I wanted. Here. You're not pretty, so let's kill you. <laughs> it's the same way with um, 
any type of rodent or bug. Yep. I, like that. Yeah, I feel the same way about mice. And it's like, it's like, oh, you think puppies are super cute, but mice are not cute. Like, you know, okay, yeah, that's cool. Like, like I, I went to New York last year around this time, but I never saw any of those rats that they talk about in New York or anything like, anything like that. But they say they're like, if you're out there at like 3 34 o'clock in the morning, then you'll see them everywhere. Like, cause they just dump all the trash on the streets and stuff like that. Right. Right. And then the trash people come and pick it up or whatever. So like, if you're like, I remember I was getting pizza at like two 30 in the morning in like the Manhattan area. And there's just trash all on the fucking side of the roads because all the businesses just throw their trash out. And then it gets picked up by like four in the morning. It's but, be a rough job. But I'm like, man, like rats, like people hate them or bees. People hate them or spiders. People hate them. Ants. People hate them. And it's like, I don't know why, but I don't like them either. I kill them. I don't either. I agree. I just, it's just <laughs> never think about why they get a, they get a bad, they get a bad, like it's a bad, bad rap. part of a society, right? Like, I would say that, um, yeah, a plant's going to thrive under you too. Like, I feel like if you had a plant, say, inside your house, you're not going to want to be the one that's responsible for it dying. 100% accurate. I've never owned a plant except for a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. obviously Christmas trees, live Christmas trees. And I used to run the Christmas tree lot at Home Depot for like 10 years. Yeah. So like, I know all the tricks, like you cut a cross incision in the bottom of the tree to maximize surface area for water. You put a little sugar or Sprite softens up the wood a little bit. So it better absorbs. It's all kinds of, I, I can keep Christmas trees, dead Christmas trees living through like the middle of January. if I had to. That's pretty cool. One last one for this. And I like this question. It's perception level one. What do you think my go-to karaoke song is? Your go-to, go-to karaoke song. Ooh. Yep. I'm gonna guess. Oh man, I don't know. I'm gonna get this wrong. Um, I'm for sure gonna get this wrong. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm not okay by My Chemical Romance. Oh no! <laughs> so <laughs> shut. <laughs> no. so for me it is living la vida loca Ooh. by ricky martin that is my go-to song it's where i get warm i like i warm up and then like the people can't see me because we're on audio but my shoulders are shaking and i'm doing a little whatever this is called i want to see it's a cha-cha jig uh-huh. but it's not but yeah when i get into that living la vida loca mode that's when it's like all right i'm scoring 99 on this bitch like on one of those asian fucking karaoke machines where it gives you a score on how yep. well you sing so like everybody in an asian family like that is the gospel so if you don't hit that but living la vida loco i hit it that and then probably like careless whisper would be my second one it's a good so, one yeah. solid anything i can like bring out the sex you know like that's what i'm there for yeah i haven't done karaoke since i've been not single i don't think like that was not that karaoke was ever like in my mind, something that I would use to get chicks, but maybe it was just, I don't go to bars as much as I used to. So I think with karaoke, it doesn't matter how good you sing. All that matters is you put on a show. Correct. And when I, when I do my favorite song, I put on a show. So let's see if you can guess what mine would be. You're not going to guess it. It's insane. (laughs) So if I were to pick a song and be like, okay, Matt's going to sing this song. It's going to be rebel yell by Billy Idol. It's good. And I think one that would be on stage with. that's good i've never seen that in karaoke before but that's a good that's good that's a good uh that's actually not a good guess the song that i actually sing is uh uh and again i used to sing this because i used to try to use it as like a way to like appear to be funny 
and like energetic. I used to sing "Next Time He Cheats" by Carrie Underwood. Oh, there you go. You just get to scream like, and I keyed the side of a souped-up four-wheel drive. Just and like that, I'm a dude singing it, and it's made by a girl who has a great voice. It's like they're not gonna get on me for hitting the words, or they're yeah. not gonna get me for hitting the notes. It's just like, oh, look, that's a fun guy. So I parlayed it into a number or two. You don't even have to sing it. You just put the mic just, out. Yep. And you got every female in there like, this guy fucks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly why I chose that song. I love that song. My favorite thing about karaoke is the dude who always ruins it. Because like inevitably somebody, some white dude with like a shaved head is going to go up there and be like, lose yourself by Eminem. And everyone's like, don't do it, man. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. a carrier. He's like, oh, I got this, and he's like, Man, this is in the moment. You own it. You never let it go. What? It's like, oh god, you just killed the vibe that I made by singing "Next Time He Cheats," followed by a Queen song. You're just going up there singing "Lose Yourself." It was fucking the night up for everybody. While he's like pounding like his mm-hmm. fourth Long Island iced tea, right? Yeah. All sloppy <laughs> shit, spilling stuff. I'm like, god damn it! Like, all right, let's get out of here. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's time to go. Wrap yeah. it up. So you listen to the podcast, right? I do. You do. So you're tracking the fact that Wayne hasn't pierced his belly button yet. Well aware of this. Hasn't like completed his sacco punishment. And so is he in the running for winning in our league? He still is, right? He's in the playoffs. Yep. If he yep, wins, the championship out. should be null and voided. Yep. I think so too. So I've said in the last podcast that if he wins the championship, like it's being voided and it's going to me. And um, I'm not even in the playoffs, but it's going to go to me because I want to be the one that wins three. So, um, I second yeah, that mission. I second Commissioner it. rule there. But the problem is, is that like we have a rule where if you don't complete your sacco punishment, you're kicked out. You can't come back next next year, right? But I like Wayne. Like the guy yeah. was there for me. Like I went to jail and I like I was on leave right in Hawaii. I got a DUI. He was on leave in Pittsburgh and I had to call him. And he didn't pick up his phone. So I called his wife's phone after I got out of jail and was like, hey, uh, I uh, just got out of jail, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And he really helped me out through the whole process and everything like that. So, and he like got me a better rating on my eval than I should have, because I don't know, like, I don't know if he really did it or someone told him like, no, you're going to give him this and whatever like that. But he wrote it up and he's always like kind of stuck by me and helped me out through a lot of tough situations. But I'm like, fuck man, like it's here's tough. your goddamn belly button. Like it's- how do you kick someone out that you like, you know, but we got rules and shit and it's tough. Like, Hey, that's the it's world, though. Epic. Rules are important until you know the person. And it's like, eh. yeah, it's just the way that's, you know, yeah, it's not nepotism, I guess, but it's it's nepotism adjacent, but it's all right. It's fine. I respect it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What do you do in that situation? Uh, just hope he pierces his damn belly button so you don't have to make a decision. Yeah. Right. He doesn't have to, like, keep the belly button ring in. Right. Just the just the mere fact of getting a pierce is good enough. Got to keep it until draft day. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's just waiting to the middle. Maybe he's just waiting the, the least amount of time to have it in to where he satisfies the rule that he did it, but also doesn't have to have it for like eight months. I don't know. I feel uh-huh. like we have to, in that instance, and then he's going to have to wear it again. Like, he's going to have to wear it longer. Yeah. I feel like there's going to be there's going to be a civil war within Taco Court Fantasy Football League. I can see it brewing already. This is a, this is a hot button issue right here. It's all I've seen it all over Facebook, like in different posts. Like people are like, "Hey, did Wayne pierce his belly button and stuff like that?" You know, and just comes into like there's all this controversy. It's basically like, like we don't know what the truth is. 
because he hasn't reached out to anybody or said that he didn't pierce it or anything like that. So we have no idea. Maybe we he don't did know it. Is. Yeah. Maybe he know. did. I don't know. Let's be positive. No. I'm <laughs> the only thing I'm positive about is HIV. So. <laughs> uh, also, I didn't realize we both had DUIs. We had Deweys. We had the uh, the uh, social version of a bankruptcy. <laughs> yep. What'd you blow? Points. No, no, not even a little bit. I blew a point oh nine. Hey, fucking twinsies! I and my blood came back point one, but yeah, man, I was barely over. You know what? And like people always, people always like, oh, that's a bummer, man. You're barely over, and it's like, no, it wasn't. It was a wake up call, and I needed it because there were definitely some nights where I, I definitely got behind the wheel, and I should not have, man. I got lucky that nothing bad happened, and uh, in fact, like in a couple of days is the ten year anniversary of my conviction, and it's off my record, so. Yeah, me. Nice. Yeah, I blew a fucking point oh nine too. And the first thing, like, I remember when I got out, and uh, so I did a field sobriety test. And for those who haven't been to Hawaii, Hawaii is the racist, most racist state in the entire union. Like, it's terrible. I mean, it's not too bad, but um, but it's definitely the most racist, and it's the most like blatantly racist state that's in the union. And So I get out, do a field sobriety test. I got lucky. We had open bottles all over the back seats and shit like that. Like, I mean, like vodka, SoCo, like eight beers because we partied on the way to the club. And then like we drank at the club and stuff like that. And we came out and um, I got pulled over because someone in the car had to puke on the way back. Right. And we stopped like three times for this person to puke. And uh on the last time we pulled off on the highway and it's like three in the morning or something like that. Right. More probably about like a half a mile from the exit off uh, to where we're staying and the person had to puke. And then I got, you know, the cop came behind us. Cause what else, you, what else is happening with a pulled over car at three o'clock in the morning? Right. Yep. So pulls me out of the car, asks me to do a field sobriety test, tells me you pass that. I'm going to make you blow. So I'm like, fuck. So I'm like asking people in the car, like, what the fuck? And they're like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I, I, I just got to do it, you know? And they're like, what, like, you're going to get a DUI? And I'm like, you don't have to do it. That's a key. Yeah. They'll arrest you for sure, but you don't have to do it. There's a, yeah. I learned a lot. of. So the the thing was, I was just like, well, they're going to, they're going to take my license for a year anyways. Like I might as well get the DUI. Like that's all my, I might as well fucking chance it and not, maybe I don't get my license taken. Right. And then, cause I felt like if I didn't do it, then I'd probably be more in trouble at work not blowing right so so i did it whatever went and then they tested me and stuff and it was like 0.09 so when i called wayne he was like i was like yo i just got out of jail he was like for what and it's like five in the morning in hawaii and i was like dy he's like what'd you blow i was like 0.09 he's like you're such a bitch <laughs> that was his first thing i was like what he's like you didn't even earn it and he's like all right man i'll call him and see what we got going on he's like you serious i'm like yeah i'm serious whatever he's like all right thanks for letting me know so uh, yeah, so I feel bad. But. Yeah, just for all our listeners out there, don't drink and drive. If you happen to, the field sobriety test is a sham. It is meant to delay the time before you do a breathalyzer because the way alcohol works in your system is your body can only process one ounce. Of it. That's the other thing that people don't realize. People who get DUIs turn into alcohol experts because we have to go to all these fucking classes and meetings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually have fun stories about classes and meetings in a small town. Um, but... Uh, yeah, they're just waiting for your alcohol content and your blood to rise so that when you breathalyze, you have a higher content number. That, same thing on me. Took my breathalyzer test. He's like, all right, man. I mean, 
I got to have you blow, though, because I pulled you over. So, and then I blew. He's like, yeah, 0.09, man. I got to take you in. It's like, he was yeah. cool, though. He didn't even put me in cuffs. He didn't even put me in cuffs. So, I got put in cuffs, uh, but they were in front of my body. And then um, the kind of the worst thing about it, two bad things. One, I just bought some new Pumas, and they were, like, the suede, right? But they were, like, a super light gray. Mm-hmm. When they took off, like, the majority of my clothes minus, like, one item on every part of your body, right? They scuffed my fucking Puma. And I never wore them after that because I was like, I was like a super shoe person at that time. So I was like, fuck that. I'm not wearing a scuffed up shoe, you know, snobby person over a fucking $45 pair of shoes. I got an outlet, but <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> but the other part was like, jail is fucking cold. Like when I got in there, it was like, it felt like it was 55 degrees. It was so fucking freezing. I got, terrible. I got a different treatment. I got pulled, I got pulled over by Fullerton PD, but it was their campus division. So they just took me to the campus police station. There's no one there. They didn't even like put me in a cell. They just sat me down, fingerprinted me, DNA swabbed me. Didn't take my cell phone. Made me make, let me make calls. I could pick this. I got like the chicken shit, easy, privileged like treatment. I felt like I was rich. It was nice, um, yeah. except for the whole DUI thing. But yeah, so meeting. You know how you have to. So when you're in DUI, if people don't know, you have to go to DUI classes. Most states require you to. Some are to traffic school, and it's like a ten part program or whatever where you watch videos of people dying in car accidents and you watch videos of people's addictions. And like part of that too, is they want you to go to AA meetings or NA meetings or whatever. They want you to go to 10 of them before you can complete the program. And you have to have the card signed by the person in charge of the AA meetings. Well, I didn't want to go to any of those. So I went to like two and I was like, this is depressing as fuck. And I want to keep drinking. This is not good. So I stopped going the day before my like final like class I had a party and then just had all my friends in different colored inks sign my fucking AA meeting (laughs) (laughs) and turned it in and yeah and like yeah I passed nice hopefully nobody from the California it's been 10 years I'm fine I think (laughs) I don't I ran into like a girl that was in that class it was like her third DUI she was a little bit of a mess and I ran I like ran into her at like a bar in like downtown Redlands which is like where it's like the closest decent bar scene to where I grew up. So I'm at this bar, I'm talking to a girl, not her. And like, she looks at me and she's like, I know you. She's all drunk. I was like, no, you don't. She's like, yeah, DUI class. Woo. And like the girl looked at me and was like, all right, deuces, bro. I'm out. <laughs> like, just left. I'm like, God damn it. This bitch. Right, oh, shit. So I went to, um, I was living in New Mexico at the time. So I was a California resident, right? Had a California license cut my DUI in Hawaii living in New Mexico. So New Mexico, um, I had a lot of those like fucking blow things in my car. Right? Oh, inter- interlock my system. Or whatever. Yep. Yeah. The interlock. And then, so they told me, go put that in and then you can drive. Right. And then I got a notice from state of Hawaii and California, like three weeks later after I installed it, it was like, you're not allowed to do this because you haven't done these courses and this actions within these two different States. Right. So I'm like, fuck, like, so I spent 300 bucks getting this thing installed. I'm walking around. I'm trying to drive around fucking blowing into this thing. Right. And it was the worst. Cause I'd show up to the gate to go to work. Right. And you got to show like your ID and everything to get to this gate. And it would start fucking beeping at me. And if you didn't do it within like 60 seconds, shut like, the car down. yeah, it was shut it down. So like, or it let you keep driving, but you couldn't restart the car without calling some number to have someone come out and service it. So I was like fucking pulling in, showing these guards my ID so they can scan it while blowing a breathalyzer thing in my car. <laughs> and they're like, what the? and it, I swear it happened every single day. Exactly at that time I pulled in. I was like, fuck, this sucks, man. But they took it out and then I couldn't drive for like a year. And then um, luckily I got deployed. 
So uh, I spent like six, seven months of that, like in a deployed environment. And over there, it was like, fuck it, you can drive here. It doesn't matter. That's not a sentence you hear often. Luckily, I got deployed, but. Yeah, luckily, I got I went to a fucking Gucci spot, man. Okay, we can get that. Yeah, we were like leaving the base and going downtown to like for a whole day of shopping in these malls that look like the Venetian in Las Vegas. Oh, shit. There's a full fucking canal that you can like ride on the gondola from one end to the other. A full ice hockey rink in the middle of a food court. And then um, like an arcade slash amusement park within it that had like a ferris wheel bowling alley you could race those go-karts that are like super drifter go-karts indoor or whatever like was this the house of the kid from blank check like what the fuck where were you that's what it felt like dude i was like yes like i'm macintosh (laughs) but yeah so luckily i got i got sent there um not like a danger zone or anything like that. It's just in the Middle East and it feels dangerous when you're American and you're walking around and everybody's covered up and you're like, what the fuck? Like, remember what time we were in a, in the mall, we were eating at some, like, I think it was just like a macaroni grill or something. It was like some like Italian restaurant or whatever in there. And a fire alarm went off apparently. And like, you just hear everybody screaming like, and they all run out. Right. Well, I'm fucking sitting here in like some khakis or jeans and a polo shirt, right? I'm American. There's a table of like six of us Americans. And all you see is like all these Arab people, all these Muslim people, right? And they're all covered in their their religious gear and all that kind of stuff, right? Just like they are frightened running out of a building. Thousand people like Aah! trying to get out of this building, right? And you're hearing all these sirens coming and shit. And you're like, what the fuck do we do? So we just like empty our wallets with like whatever kind of money we had, Um because their money over there was like like it's like 30 cents to a dollar okay essentially so like yeah like it takes like three dollars three and a half dollars here for a dollar there so it's like super cheap right you can go buy a meal you can eat a full meal at like say a Chili's where you spend like say 20 bucks right it's gonna cost you like six bucks so it's not too much right so we're just like fuck it like empty it out and throw it on the table and fucking jam out and just come up it's a fire but you're like if all these people are running, like shit's yes. going to blow up, you right. know, like that's right. how my head works because I live here. So, yeah, I got you. Yeah. But other than that, it was like super, super safe. Like we go shop at an Adidas store, or fucking eat. They had the chicken Big Mac before they had chicken Big Macs here. Uh, yeah, it's fucking it's awesome, dude. And it's so oh, fresh. And then um, they had the, the McWings over there. And this is like 2012. I think it was, but they had McDonald's had chicken wings and shit, and they were fucking good. Like people who cook food over there take a lot of pride in it, no matter what type of restaurant you're in. So you don't get a Big Mac with like mac sauce and lettuce everywhere. It's like really well put together. But. Hmm, interesting. So, what are your thoughts on Taco Court Fantasy Football League? You've heard everybody speak. Um, you have like a favorite person you like hearing from, or that you liked hearing from, or questions for people within the league. Um, I want to be in the league, so if that means you kicking, let me go back to when you asked me about Wayne. Um, you need to kick his ass out the league if he doesn't pierce his belly button. <laughs> and then if I swoop in, I swoop in. Um, no, yeah. man, I I like uh, I like the feel of your guys' league. It's very similar to the feel of Fifty Eight West King, except you guys know each other way better. So it's kind of like what Tony's trying to get fifty. You know what we're trying to get Fifty Eight West King to become. Yeah. Um, but uh, my fa- I, I always like listen to Tony talk, man. You and Tony talk my jams yeah and you guys well i've known him for a long time and i know you fairly well now so phil yeah yeah it's definitely fun um i think the only people who don't know everybody is kind of like clint james and my brother 
but everybody else pretty much knows each other. Um, one guy who didn't know many people was Nick, but um, he actually worked within the same mission area as a lot of us. So he met a lot of the people through work eventually, right? Like he was working for a different service, but all within the same, same mission area. So people have kind of got to know him and everything, met him traveling the globe and stuff you at the same conferences and shit like that so um yeah it's it's definitely fun but it's nice when everybody kind of knows each other and you don't you can feel good about it like i've tried to do some of that stuff in 58 west king like you know taking jabs at josh you know making my little video of like somebody fucking beat josh like this is terrible and um you know start up a little shit here and there jason doesn't take it too well like he doesn't ever respond to anything so trying to get (laughs) You know that you the Utah yeah. group is different from the California group and then right. the New Mexico and stuff. And I feel like the New Mexico California group is probably a little bit closer in like shit talk and you know being able to go back and forth and feel comfortable with it than say like the Utah group. So Josh's problem. Shout out Josh. Uh, Josh, I was, he was my best man. I'm gonna, I'm supposed to be his best man unless I fuck it up here. Um, <laughs> like he, I mean, he barely listens to the podcast of the league that we're in. I doubt he's going to listen to this one unless you fucking soundbite it and send it to him. Um, but he's like, he's not bad at talking shit. He just, he either doesn't talk enough shit or he goes way too real. Like yeah, it's yeah. like zero to it, like, I remember he joked with me one time, like we're playing, I think we're playing basketball or we're drinking or something. I said something stupid about him. And he was like, oh, yeah, well, your beard's red. And it's like, that's not shit talking, man. What are you talking about? And then, like, the next time, he was like, oh, yeah, well, at least I wasn't born with fucking heart problems. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, like, that's whoa. way too far. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> so and he, he enjoys talking shit. He just, you know, it's just uh, he's got to find a happy medium. So yeah, yeah, I remember when he said something about my family, right? My family situation, right? And we were talking shit. And then he said something about, oh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't notice what was going <laughs> on. I was too busy hanging out with my family, you know, something like that, right? And it was like, like a chat. He'll go, to, he'll go right? talk shit about you and he'll text me first. I'm like, is this too far? And I'm like, hey, don't just <laughs> say it. Like, it is what it is. And I was like, whoa, like, you know, like, well, too soon, <laughs> whatever. But it didn't bother me or anything, right? I was like, oh, that's like, okay, I get it. I can go, I can go deep, right? Like, if I, like, part of me, like, there's a part of me that is like super vengeful. So, like, I'm going to dig at something that's really going to bother somebody, right? But um, I used to be, a lot worse with that but so I, I might think it but i'm not putting it out there oh i know, think but, i think it's just normal to think it but yeah, yeah, no, yeah i yeah. try to keep it but i was like oh he put it out there like and he's fucking making a joke or something like that too right i get that he's trying to be humorous because nobody's really like an ultra dick like that like, no and he's definitely not he's a really good dude yeah. he just he's nice dude. he doesn't know how to find a happy medium between talking shit that's all it was so i was like oh like and I, I think it was like you, me, and Tony we were talking in text. I was like, let's fucking ride this thing out. Like, I felt bad too. And then he was texting me the same time. And I was like, oh, I got to tell him. Like, I don't want to, but I got to tell him. So I told him, I was like, dude, Nate, yeah, it was too far, but Nate's taking all your champ. You're fine, man. And he was like, okay, yeah, cool. I felt really bad. Yeah, it don't bother me. Like, I make jokes about it too. So um, it's all good. But uh, all right, man. Uh, you got anything else? For us like we've been uh, on for a little bit over an hour now yeah so um keep, i'm gonna wake up in the morning take my kids to fucking school do that whole gig clean a little bit more drink maybe like one more bud light here nice i'm gonna drink some beers myself uh just uh i like the podcast obviously i, I can't i'm like an outsider looking in because like i don't know how many people like i've listened to almost every one of your episodes and i'm not in your league sometimes i'll yeah. fast forward past like the score recap because like i don't know yeah, no one gets. Like I like you know bangers. We like throw other segments. I'm I'm into it. Um, yeah. So I'm just. I sometimes I feel like a kid looking at an amusement park, 
whose dad won't let him in. And I see that Wayne's in the amusement park and he didn't fucking pay for the ticket and you won't kick him out. It's like, kick him out, man. I'm right here. Get me in there and kick it. I'm just kidding, Wayne. I'm just fucking with you. Um, <laughs> but no, man, just, uh, yeah, keep it up, man. It's good talking to you. It really was. Hey, one last question. In the last episode, I talked about how I got this ball trimmer. Mm-hmm. I got this, like, the lawnmower. The lawnmower 3.0, man. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, for Manscaped, right? And it's, um, like, there. Does it work? I haven't used it yet. Oh, right, so I have use it right now on camera. I'll just I'll just watch on camera. I don't know if I could have <laughs> charged it or what. Um, let's say that for the next episode. That's a, that's a that's a segment right there, dude. Talk about must hear radio. All right, everybody has like all right. That's what we're gonna do. Because I hear gonna be a segment. I hear about it all the time. It's like it doesn't nick your balls. I need to know if it really doesn't before I invest. Although, I've read a lot of reviews about it, and people are like, "This thing fucks my balls up," you know, but. Trey had told me, he's like, you got to read the instructions because there's a certain way you got to do it or whatever like that because it'll fuck you up. So I don't know if Trey has one, but I use the same trimmer for my beard that I use for my. Oh, God. I wash it. Why can't you? Why not? I wash before I trim both times. That makes sense. I don't like I don't like there's a huge thing like you need to wash after you pee and you should wash after you pee, but you should wash before you pee too. I work like my hands are way dirtier than my dick is 90% of the time. So I don't want to. People are like, oh, it's your I, whatever. That's my beard gets like food in it. Like I'd be more worried about my ball hair than my food anyway. Um, so I use the same like big ass fucking plug in trimmer. I gotta go like an extension cord so I can loop it over the shower <laughs> so I don't get hair because you know. But like I'm married now, so I don't do it as often as I used to. I used to be. I do it more, man. I I do it sometimes, but like I hover over it because I've I've done it before. I've nicked it, and it's like. This is hey, a problem. Like, do I need to call an ambulance? Because this isn't stopping. <laughs> like, I've, I've, I had a vein, but I hover like this far around and just like basically give it a crew cut, essentially. Yeah. You like, you got to take like a comb, like you're giving it a fade. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Yeah. And I don't get rid of all the hair that way. That's not the most efficient way. I just get it short enough to where you can't really see it when it's dark. That's fine. Let me know how it works, though, because I'm, I'm, I mean, I probably should. At some point, stop using the same trimmer for both. I don't know. I don't. I use like just regular, like a what do you call it? like a Gillette razor for my face or whatever because we have to keep it all fucking clean anyways, right? So I can't like have hair yet. But um, so I only have like one buzzer right now. It's a, some Norelco thing, but it has like an adjustable guard and everything like that. So yeah, I keep it down low. We should definitely do a segment where we can see who who can shave their bush the fastest. Without getting nicked, like how we would want it to be, not fucking cheap or anything like that. Like you got to sit here, like we can't see each other's dicks or nothing like that, right? But then you got to buzz it for time. I think it would be good just to hear like three different buzzers going on. Yeah, I think you're right. Three different types of buzzers, right? And it's then, like a, yeah, hopefully some outs. Ah, like you. And maybe we can get someone else, like two other people on, right? Like, um, let's say Brandon and someone else that can just be talking like they're in the barbershop, right? I mean, it's like Ice Cube barbershop happening or whatever like that. Yeah, this so. like LeBron James has a barbershop, and then we'll have our own. This be a spinoff show where people just trim their ball hairs while other people talk about sports yeah. and politics. I like it. Oh, it's fucking gold. We're Taco Court Fantasy Football League coming up with fucking golden ideas <laughs> left and right. Also, you probably do it enough times. You might get a sponsorship out of Manscaped. You blow up real big. They're everywhere, man. Yep. Jesus. Get a promo code. You should just fake out that you can cut me out saying that. You can just say, Manscaped, use promo code 30 to get 30% <laughs> off. People try it, and they don't get a discount. <laughs> and they pay full price. They probably don't check it. 
<laughs> That's the kind of shit I think's funny, man. Is I like, oh, oh god, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do that next time on the 50 with. Uh, I'm gonna. Hey, oh, uh, <laughs> don't let Tony know. Don't let Tony know. Oh, I'm not. Do. I mean, he might hear this, but no, because we're you probably won't have this out by Tuesday. So now, yeah, we're good. No, no, no. I'm. I might put it out. I I might put it out Tuesday. So so, t- so Tuesday when me and him record at the end. I'll of put the it out. I'll, what I'll do is I'll I'll. I'll drop it Wednesday morning because he's going to put his out Tuesday night. Right. Yeah. And then I'll just preface the, like I'll do the, um, the front end right now and just say that, Hey, we recorded this on Sunday night at this time, this, this time, whatever like that. All right. So perfect. When it comes out on the other one, I can, I can imagine fucking Tony's response to that. I'm gonna, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to use Manscaped, but maybe I'll do some other ridiculous products. Like do something else. I'm going to do something else like Depends Diapers. Shout out to Depends Diapers. Been starting to sponsor the podcast. Use the promo code 2020 <laughs> at checkout to get 20% off and free delivery on your Depends Diapers. Shout out Depends. <laughs> just, just to see Tony's face. Uh, and I'm going to record it because I record my own. And it should be yeah. his video. Oh, yeah. It's good. It's good. It'll be good. It'll be good. Hey, so on that, um, on the, this will be the last thing. So topic of you shave your face and your sack with the same buzzer. Yep. So in that, you're basically saying that a dick is just skin. Yeah. Nothing different about that. So when I was at Tony's house and we're sitting there watching football, mm-hmm. right? Said, I asked everybody, how much money would it take you to suck a dick? Not much. <laughs> like, like, I mean, not zero. I mean, I wouldn't do it for free. Like, okay, like what? What is a lot? I guess it's it's perspective, right? Because you'll see people say like one million dollars, and like, dude, no one's yeah, yeah, gonna yeah. pay you a million dollars to give your first blowjob. That's not gonna happen. Yep. You don't. You've never done it before. So like, how much is? Let, let you go first before I embarrass myself. <laughs> so we started off right, and I was like, "Would you suck dick for a million bucks?" Right? And yeah, no, no way, no way. This, this, this. And I was like, "You're a fucking liar." I would do it for a million in a heartbeat. I was like, "Dick is just skin." Where can like, I it's sign ner- up? There's nothing different from like licking your. Licking your arm. I mean, it's a little different. Licking your dick. Whatever. Lick just it. because someone else. My what own? if I'm into someone licking, like, what if I'm the guy who gets off by somebody licking my arm? And I'm like, well, you lick my arm for 20 bucks. They'll do it, right? But they won't lick my dick for 20 bucks. And what but if I'm just insensitive down there? And it doesn't matter. pee out of your. What? You don't have to suck the pee hole. You don't have to lick the pee hole. You can just, like, on the side of it. What kind like, of shitty blowjob are you proposing? <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> All right, so a million dollars. Yes. So it came up million dollars. And then so the consensus from like Tony and I think Brandon, maybe I don't think Trey answered because he just didn't want to give his real answer. I'm pretty sure it's like a 12 pack of Pliny the Elder, um, Russian River Brewing Company. Shout out, shout out Russian River Brewing Company. My buddy just sent me uh three liters of it. It's so good. Three liter bottles and the and uh what is that? The pig one, wild pig or Flying pig, flying pig, flying pig. He sent me one of those two in the mail. Fucking massive box for six bottles because it was like in a styrofoam thing just for shipping beer. But and then another, I asked our friend AJ, and I think I got him down to like 50K. Um, but Tony came out and said he needed a million dollars after taxes. What? Yeah. So we're, we're calling this, it's basically bonus money, right? Because it's supplemental income. So he's, at, he's looking for almost two mil. Yeah, definitely. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. I guess I'm not going to get my blowjob from Tony anytime soon. And while he's wild, right? We talked about how wild he is. Like, after listening to the last episode of 58 West King podcast, I've learned that, like, 
there's no way in hell I'd ever want to fuck Tony. He seems like the lousiest fuck. Tony, he's he lying. He's lying, by the way. I've watched him blow a dude for a bottle of Jack Daniels, so I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Jack, was it Jack Honey or just regular Jack Daniels? It was Jack Honey. I don't even oh. know if that existed back then. I don't know. Um, oh. For me, it would be a down payment on a house. So if I'm looking at a house for 300K, 10%. I mean, they would want to do 20, but I think I can get away with 10%. Do 20. So can, do 20. Get rid of the PMI. So 60K? So 60K? But no, nah, I'd probably do it for less than that. Um, yeah. probably, 50. Let's go 50. 50 seems like a good number to settle on. I'd do it for probably less than 50, but I'll say 50. Yeah, me too. I think so. Like three minutes. That's what we put it at. Three minutes. What? Three, th- yep. There's, okay. Three minutes. three minutes of your entire life for 50K to blow a dude. And there's no way that dude's going to finish in three minutes because I'm not good at this. So <laughs> I'm taking, I'll take 10 G's, man. Like 10 G's yeah. after taxes. I'm good. Let's 10 go. G's after taxes. All right. That's good. I've worked 70 hours a week salary for <laughs> 70K a year for the last, I don't know how many years. And you're calling me, calling me stupid for blowing a dude for three minutes for 10 G's? Come on. <laughs> What are we doing here, guys? Stop the homophobia. This money. I'm so fucking red right now. <laughs> it's not out of like embarrassment or like or like uh, what do you call that when you're like attracted or flirting, like and you get you blush. Blush. Right? Yeah, you're blushing. Blush. Yeah, you're blushing. I'm blushing. It's just. Are you also like... trying to figure figure out how you're gonna come up with ten G's? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like looking around this shit. Like, <laughs> what, what the fuck can I sell? I just got a lawnmower. Like, uh... it turns out this, the long game of this podcast is just to find out how many dudes you can pay just... less money to to get blowjobs from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the angle. Oh shit! <laughs> Shoot. All right, man. It was good catching up with you. Yes, and, sir. Uh, we'll look at getting you back on. Uh, we'll probably try to do some three, four ways here. Yeah, um, man. Hit me up. A lot, more, a lot more fun stuff once it comes to the off season. That's what I was so, yeah. down um, to clown, man. I am down to clown. And just fucking make Tony want to quit his podcast. So. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good right, evening.